With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Las Vegas Raiders Insider. It's time now for our Las Vegas Raiders Insider podcast and the latest edition talking about my mock draft 5.0 that came out. And we're joined by Matt Holatic from thespun.com, my pop, my colleague, my friend. Everybody loves thespun.com. Matthew, how are you? I'm doing well, Hondo. Always good to, to chat a little ball with you. And draft season's almost over, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Is that nuts? It, it it amazes me. You and I have talked, you know, we've been doing podcasts together for over a decade. <clears throat> and it amazes me how football, I remember when NFL Network came out. And there was a lot of people that said, no one's going to watch it because football's three or four months. And now from the end of the season all the way through to the draft is almost just as popular. Not as, but almost. And then you get through the draft. There's a little bit of a lull until camps start. But then when when OTAs and mini camps start, it gets back fired up. Then you go right into training camp. There's really only two lulls in football, and that's, you know, between the draft and the OTAs and mini camps, and then between the OTAs and mini camps and the actual start of training camp. Man, the NFL has done a great job of making itself a year-round sport, hasn't it? It has. I mean, it it really is a year-round phenomenon. And like you said, the offseason, whether it's, you know, leading up to free agency and now with a more prevalence of trades that we've seen around the league. Uh, and then of course, draft season, uh, it's its own entity. It's covered the same way that the regular season and preseason's covered. So it, it's literally keeps the NFL 24, seven, 365 in the public conscience. All right. So let's talk about the NFL draft. There is one quarterback of what's considered the top four that I think the Raiders like. I do not believe that quarterback is going to be available at seven. I do not believe they will trade up farther than fifth. They could. I don't believe they will. And because the cost is too high and they have Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think if they were going to go get a top four guy, you got to start him right away. You just you got to start him right away. When you're a team that has all the needs the Raiders have, to pick a quarterback there and to have brought in Jimmy Garoppolo to me is nonsense. It's it's just not smart. And and I would say if they go ahead and do it, I'm going to still say it wasn't smart. Uh, I I think that's kind of their thinking. Jalen Carter. Now you may remember this. 
a few weeks ago, <clears throat> excuse me, yesterday it was 80. Then today, when we're filming this Monday, Monday it's 60, so forgive me. Oh, um, I understand. So <clears throat> I reported this several weeks ago. Jalen Carter was dropping and was going down considerably low on a lot of boards. My buddy Vic Taffer at The Athletic reported accurately that they don't have him slotted at the seventh pick. Now, some people took it as, and, and, and his reporting was basically not on their draft board at seven. Doesn't mean he's not on their draft board if he would dropped to the second round or whatever. But he wasn't there at seven. Josh McDaniels came out and, again, very accurately said, oh, no, 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 he's, you know, he's not off our draft board. Because the Raiders want interest. They want people to move right. up to seven to draft him. But the point of the matter is, what I said and what Vic said, and the other report, because he isn't off their board later, but they're not picking him at seven. Jalen's not there. We're not looking at Jalen. But I think the quarterback that they really want is not going to be there. But here's the interesting fact. There are two players in this draft that every NFL person I know says is can't miss. And none of them are quarterbacks, which is fascinating to me. Well, one of those guys, I think, drops to seven because there's a run on quarterbacks. And I think he makes it to um, the Raiders. And I'm talking about Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher from Texas Tech. I love this kid. He's considered by many one of those absolute can't-miss guys. You put him on a line where you've got Max Crosby on one end, him on the other end. Now, think about this. And in definite passing situations, you find places to put Chandler Jones where all he has to do is pin his ears back. Very, very tempting. Very, very tantalizing. What do you think if the Raiders get Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech with the seventh pick? Well, I'm guessing that the other can't-miss guy that you're hearing is Will Anderson from Bama? Correct. So, I mean, those are two pass rushers. Will Anderson will be off the board. So I think if you're looking for a pass rusher at seven, he would be your next best bet. Um you could get that sort of dynamic one-two punch that they were looking for with Chandler Jones or looking for with mm -hmm. Yannick Ngakwe, even going back a little bit further. Uh, Wilson could develop into that. And then, you know, we have talked about the defensive tackle being a need for the Raiders before. Um, obviously, if you go pass rusher here, you'll address that in the second or third round or, or later. But, you know, there's always good depth at the tackle position. So I think if you can get a premier pass rusher at seven, I think it makes all the sense in the world. Okay, then with the 38th pick, which is obviously the second rounder, yeah, second round pick, 38th overall, I have him going with Cody Mock. He is an, uh, a tackle, a right tackle, or it could slide into guard. They have Jermaine Illuminor, which they love and believe in. So you could get him on the field right away by putting him next. I mean, obviously, bookending with Dylan Parham on the other side. But this is a guy who can play guard. He can play tackle. He's a versatile offensive lineman from North Dakota State. He is mean. He is aggressive. He's tough. Um, I was had one scout who's been a scout a long time tell me that he reminds him a lot. Different position, but mental mindset of a uh, – um, Oh my gosh! I just drew a blank. the The tight end, the the Raiders tight end that was so good. Christensen, Darren Christian. Waller. 
No, Todd, oh, Todd Christensen going back. Yeah. Reminds him a lot of yeah. Todd Christensen um, that he just thinks he's got a lot of Max Crosby and in, in that he's got a high motor. He won't quit. He keep, he'll practice as hard as he plays. I have him addressing a very vital offensive line need at Cody Mock at 38. Your thoughts there? I really like Cody Mock um, at, along the interior. So I think if you move, have him at guard, I think that's an especially good pick. But he can play the tackle position, like you said. Um, and I think that's really – that early second round is a sweet spot for um, a lot of these interior line prospects, whether it's guards – uh, or even some centers, uh, in depending on you know what your team needs. Um, so I think that value wise, that would match up really well with um, the type of player that Cody Mark is. And I think he's a guy that if you put him at that you were mentioning right guard spot right away, I think he comes in and he has an immediate impact, a chance to crack your starting lineup from day one, which is what you're looking for when you draft a guy early in the second round at any position. You want them as an impact player on the field right away. Now at the 70 pick in the third round, I've got something interesting. Talking to a lot of NFL people, this is one of the deepest drafts at tight end, one of the deepest drafts at corner. It's hugely deep. And this is a guy I think that's going to slip a little bit, not because he couldn't be picked higher. I think he's going to slip because of the way the draft is is laid out with teams and specific needs. I think the Raiders steal with their 70 pick, Jack Campbell, linebacker out of Iowa. He's a tackling machine. I think he's a guy that that you can give him a chance to start on the outside. Obviously, I think he 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 moves into the middle, but you just hired you just signed a good one in Spillane. But uh, you got a guy there that was some development, a guy that I think would start year one at one of the outside backer spot, but he's good. He's good in coverage. He's a great tackler. I'm talking about Jack Campbell, Iowa. Your thoughts there at number 70. You really can't go wrong with Iowa offensive linemen and then defensive players. I mean, they always have quality offensive linemen and they always have a great defense. It's their offense that is lacking times recently, which has prevented them from taking that next step uh, in college football. So I'm a big fan of Campbell. I'm a big fan of guys that have been productive in college for multiple years like he has and have been part of an elite defensive unit. Um, You know, and it's not – sometimes people, when they see someone who's part of a great unit, they're like, well, if he's surrounded by all all this talent, how good is he really? It's not the case with this kid. He can really play. I think he'd be a phenomenal fit uh, for the Raiders uh, on a deep. We've talked about their need to get better at all three levels of the defense and especially a linebacker. I think he'd be he'd be a good fit there. Okay, now I want to talk about the number 100 pick. This is the pick they got for Darren Waller. I think a guy I think there are two guys. I think there are several guys here. But I'm going to tell you the guy I pick in a minute, but I'm going to tell you who I think they miss out on. I think they miss out on Sewell, Panay Sewell's brother, little brother from Oregon. I think he's going to go. I think if he was there, they would take him there. But I still think they go linebacker again, and that's Henry. Now, I'm going to pronounce this. I've heard his last name pronounced three or four different ways. 202, Henry 202 from Alabama, the outside linebacker. This kid is a scrapper. He's a fighter. He transferred into Alabama and still got first team all SEC 
This is a guy that you put on at an outside spot. There's no Mike linebacker in him, but you put him on the outside spot. I think this is a guy that starts right away. I think they could have two at this draft. They could have Splain in the middle, two outside backers, rookies, but guys with high upside. I like Henry 2020. And if you can pronounce it any way that you know is better, please correct me. <laughs> At 2020, toe, toe, I'm not sure exactly, but either way you say it, uh, he's a great, great football player, uh, was the anchor of that Bama defense uh, in, in as at linebacker, um, arguably the best player at his position uh, coming into the draft. Um, I think that if you can get him at the 100th pick, so late third round, almost um, early fourth, because uh, it's a conditional pick, um, that's a, a definite steal if you're the Raiders there, especially if you're looking to come away with defensive impact players, which it's clear that judging by your mock draft and judging by a lot of the projections, that's what the Raiders are looking to do in this draft. Yeah. Now, the last one is the 109th pick in the fourth round. I think they get a quarterback here, Tanner McKee out of Stanford. He reminds a lot of people of Mac Jones. He's a quintessential pocket quarterback. I know that Josh McDaniels has talked about his system fits everyone, but if you look at his track record, he goes out and signs um, Jimmy Garoppolo. He went out. I mean, Mac Jones was somebody that they were since they wanted. Tom Brady was a guy that they wanted. So it sticks, it sticks there. But at the same time, if you don't see what you want from Tanner, next year's quarterback class is exponentially better than this year's. Right. So then it, it gives you and now with Mark Davis all but admitting it's a rebuild and with them, the way that they're talking now, they're not using the word rebuild, but that's clearly what it is in Vegas. It's a rebuild. If you're going to go sign Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't go get a top four guy when you've got other holes. This allows you fill in some more space. You know that you're rebuilding, give some guys some chance to grow. And then if you want to go get a long-term franchise quarterback, it's a next year's move. Again, I like McKee. I know there's a lot of people that don't like McKee. That's fine. But I think with, with Josh McDaniel's system and what he does, we saw what he did with Mac Jones, getting him to a pro bowl in his first year, getting to the playoffs. You've got Jimmy to be his tutor, which Jimmy doesn't mind that. He's not Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre who doesn't want to play tutelage to his you know young guy coming up. I think this is a great fit. I think it fits right. They're allowed to use those first four picks on key positions, get key starters, and then McKee's there. And listen, I don't want Jimmy hurt. I've said all along, if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get hurt this year and miss games, this was a great signing. But his track record says he's going to, and if he does, you've got Tanner McKee there to step in in a rebuilding situation. Your thoughts on picking up McKee at 109? Well, I think that, you know, you mentioned about taking a quarterback there and if, you know, looking ahead to next year, if you want to get your franchise guy, there's some, you know, not conventional wisdom because it's more newer, newer school, but there's, you know, a, a newer line of thought where you take a quarterback of some sort every year in the draft mm -hmm. and you kind of wait till depend. obviously you're more likely to get a franchise guy earlier on, but you take a quarterback every year and just wait to see which one sticks you can never really have too much depth with the position. You can never really have an, a, you know too many different options there. I think if, if you look at a guy like Tanner McKee, he's a developmental type quarterback. He's fits what 
the the Raiders are looking for in terms of he's a pocket guy, but has a little bit of functional movement um, in terms of you know being able to to run Josh McDaniels' offense. I think that <clears throat> excuse me, I think that it makes sense to to target a guy there in the middle rounds, sort of like you know what Jared Stidham was when he entered the league. He's a guy we've talked about a, a bunch on here, and see what you have in him. Maybe you have a cheap sort of maybe not a franchise quarterback, but even a guy, take a guy like Davis Mills, who from Stanford too, like McKee. Davis Mills, starter for a couple of years in Houston, was able to kind of hold the fort there. And now they have the opportunity to go get their franchise guy, uh, whoever it may be in this year's draft. So it, there's value there. So I understand where you would, where you would go with the quarterback at, at that spot. I think the fourth, fifth round is the, is fits where Tanner McKee will go. You know, I, I, you and I have talked about Jared Stedham on this podcast a lot, but I wanted to run this by you. I was told by an NFL executive this week, if your plan was to go get a top four quarterback this year, you re-signed Jared Stedham. Mm-hmm. He was a lot cheaper than Jimmy Garoppolo and it allowed him to still play tutor to that guy and allow that guy to grow. He told me flat out, he goes, I have great respect for Dave Ziegler. I have great respect for Josh McDaniels. He goes, I don't think these guys are stupid. You don't go pick a top four guy in this draft and do Jimmy Garoppolo. It just doesn't make sense. He goes, now, if somebody would say their main guy drops into your lap, then you take it. But he said it doesn't make sense to him for them to move way up. I agree with him. I think that's the mentality. Do you agree with that sense? I mean, you you, you keep a Jared who would have been a lot cheaper if you plan on moving into the top four, not if you don't sign Jimmy, if that's your plan. Right. And I think that when you're talking about the rebuild the Raiders are in, it's a retooling type of rebuild. It's not a full-blown strip-it-down tank Correct. type of rebuild. Um where you're just you don't you don't care you'll go two and fifteen three and fourteen and get the top pick or two, they're still looking to remain somewhat competitive, mm-hmm. maybe hang around a wild card hunt, while they rebuild and augment their roster. So I think that that's why Garoppolo was such an attractive fit for them. Besides the familiarity he has with Joshua Daniels and Ziegler, obviously, and I think that it doesn't make sense to sign him to a three year deal. Give him some decent money if you're dead set on doing whatever it takes to get one of these four quarterbacks this year. Like you said, if one really drops to seven and it's the guy that they want, then maybe you say, well, maybe it's meant to be. We'll take a chance here. We got to get it done. But you said they're not. I don't think that's going to happen because I still think these guys are going four guys in the top five, six picks. And like you said, I don't know if they're going to move up anywhere beyond five. Um, So. I think that the Garoppolo and a mid-round guy makes more sense than um, make than them taking Garoppolo and then taking a guy early on. Totally agree with you. All right, Matt. It's always fun. That I look for. What's funny is is we enjoy talking mocks. Then we enjoy talking the actual draft, and then we get into like talking about speculation. It's going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Always appreciate it when you join us on the Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. That's the great Matt Halatic. Editor and publisher of thespun.com. Great website that you guys need to favor and spend time at. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. Always a pleasure. All right, buddy. Bye-bye.